back to throw Fitzpatrick. Throwing high into the air. Got it. Parker, touchdown. What a win for this Miami Dolphin team. Wow. What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins official podcast network covering your Miami Dolphins each and every day. What's going on, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we're talking about day three of the 2020 NFL Draft. The Dolphins, plenty of picks, trading up to go get an offensive lineman early in round number four and staying active throughout the day with a trade for a running back. San Francisco's Matt Breida joins the roster. We're talking all things draft today. All six Miami Dolphins rookies added to the roster on day three of the 2020 NFL Draft. And we're going to talk to all of them here on this Saturday, April the 25th edition of the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins. And up first, you heard me talk about it in the open. The Dolphins trade up to pick 111 to go select Georgia offensive lineman Solomon Kinley. And here is my interview with the new Dolphins offensive lineman Solomon Kinley. And joining us now on the Drive Time podcast is the Dolphins' fourth round choice, number 111 overall out of Georgia, offensive lineman Solomon Kinley. Solomon, congratulations and welcome to Miami. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Got to ask you, we got the phone call from Chris Greer, Brian Flores. How did that feel? How did that phone call go? Oh, man, it was crazy, man. I seen the Miami Dolphins come across my phone. I was like, dang, that's crazy. Now, my whole dad, size of the family, lived down there. I was like, okay, it's, it's really real now. Well, now, you're a Duval guy, but you said part of your family lives in Miami. So what's the battle like there? Is there going to be a rivalry in-state? Nah, uh, my fam, the, the fam coming with me. The fam, the fam going to be a Dolphin fan now. Perfect. The family coming to South Florida, but so are you. What are the Dolphins getting in Solomon Kinley? Oh, uh, they're getting a the hard work. They're getting a person that's going to do whatever it takes to get on the field, do whatever it takes in the locker room to become one of the best one of the best players uh, that to come through Miami. Not only that, they're going to get a great leader. They're going to get a person off the field that, that keep, his, keep everything in control and a good character and, help, and try to help the community as much as he can. Solomon, you go 336. We drafted Robert Hunt earlier, goes 324. Signed Eric Flowers this offseason at 330 pounds. What is it like to have that much size on the offensive line? I mean, it just it just shows what the type of power we have, the big the big bodies that we have, and what we can do, and what the, the I mean, the Miami offensive line is about just big and really to move people and do things like that. Would you say that your physicality on the field is your best trait? Yes, sir, no doubt. Absolutely, and you get the fish, the, the nickname, the big fish, because you were a, a lifeguard back in high school. Is there anything exciting that might have happened during that job, or I guess maybe scary is the right word? Uh, one time I had to save a kid. He slipped. I was doing doing swim lessons, and he slipped off the bottom of the pool, and I had to save him. Other than that, it was a great experience. Every time anybody came to the pool, they was like, "Are you coming to get in the pool?" They didn't expect me to be a lifeguard. <laughs> I guess I, that nickname is perfect, the Big Fish, and now you are a big fish in Miami. But you also played some hoop too. How's your game on the hardwood? Oh yeah, I can play basketball. I'm really good at basketball too. I can play basketball. A lot of your teammates are confident in their hoop abilities. You gotta get in those games. Oh, yeah, definitely. Tell them I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> how, how does that help on the football field, playing basketball and some of those different athletic movements? Oh, oh yeah, it, it helped me. It helps you a lot. Uh, good feet work, be able to keep your conditioning up and be able to move that around. Uh, basketball helped, helped me a lot growing up, to be honest. That's why I think that's what really made me the player I am today. A little bit of athletic ability and size, but when it comes to off the football field, when you get a day off, Solomon, where can we find you? What's your, what's your go-to off-day activity? Uh... 
I really don't have no activity. I promise. I just come home, be with my sister, be with my family, and just enjoy time with them. And uh, you might get me. You might, like I said, you might get me shooting a few, uh, shooting a few hoops. Other than that, I'm just really chilling, man. Well, that's great to hear, Solomon. Welcome to Miami. We are thrilled to have you, and congratulations. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Back to throw Fitzpatrick. Throw it high into the air. Got it. Parker touchdown. What a win for this Miami Dolphin team. Wow. What is up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins. And with that, let's go ahead and get to my interview with new Dolphins defensive lineman out of North Carolina, 154 overall, Jason Strobridge. And joining us now on the Drive Time Podcast is the Dolphins' fifth-round draft pick, number 154 overall out of North Carolina, Jason Strobridge. Jason, welcome to Miami, man. Yes, sir. I'm happy to be here. Got to ask you, everyone gets that phone call at some point on draft day from Chris Greer, Brian Flores, whoever it might have been. How did that phone call go for you? Oh, man, I had, I had a few calls. A um, few calls. It, it, it wasn't nothing. It was just family members calling me. But you know, when it rang, it was my heart stopped. It was just, just, just nervous to pick it up the phone. Um, so I was a 954 number, so I got excited. Um, but then, you know, they, they told me they picked me, and it was just, I mean, I can't even believe her, and I'm still in shock. I love it. I love the stunned silence. And you mentioned nine four five. I was gonna or nine five four. I was gonna ask you if it was three oh five. How did it feel seeing that Miami area code being a Deerfield High Deerfield High School product? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, I, I got a few calls from family members with nine five four numbers, and you know, I was kind of hesitant at first, but then you know, I picked it up, and it was them, and you know, just being you know from from Deerfield and being 40 minutes from the stadium, I mean, it's, it's everything to come back uh, and play for, play for the whole time team. Did you ever get a chance to go out yeah. to Hard Rock Stadium as a fan? As a fan, yeah. Um, she, uh, I've been to a few games um, in high school. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's – I might have lost words on that game. It's perfectly understandable, Jason. Big moment for you here. But I do want to ask, let's talk about some football. Maybe that's a little bit easier for you. What are the Dolphins yeah. getting on the field in Jason Strobridge? I mean, just a player that's, you know, always going to come in, work hard, um, do everything to get better every day. Um, definitely a, a huge team guy. So, I mean, nobody got to worry about me, you know, slacking off or doing whatever. And, you know, um, just an all-around just team guy, just um, a hard worker um, and a competitive player. I watched you at the Senior Bowl, Jason, and noticed you were rushing from multiple spots and playing different positions in that game and throughout the practices. Just going off the pro football focus snap count guide right here, they had you in the B-gap for 283, over the tackle for 272, and outside the tackle for 111. You're 6'4", 275, long, heavy hands. Versatility goes a long way in this defense. How do you feel that fit is for you in a defense that is so multiple? Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the the purpose of your situation that I'd say um, that I want to be in. I mean, I, I can do a lot. Um, and so being in defense where, you know, I can kind of move around inside and out. I mean, that's, that's right up my alley. So, I mean, I'm excited to get to work. I was just looking at your combine testing numbers. You're in the 90th percentile on 10 yard split, 20 yard split, 40 yard dash, the broad jump. You're in the 80th percentile on the three cone and vertical jump. How do all those measurables translate to the game on the football field? I mean, you know, this this just shows my athleticism. Um, and it shows that I can, you know, do do you know multiple things, um, and I have the athleticism to back it up. So I mean, I just being at the combine, you know, I, that was 
great, wonderful opportunity to, to showcase my athletic abilities. Um, and, you know, I, I took advantage of, you know, every opportunity I had. So, Athletic ability, heavy hands, versatility. If you had to peg down your very best trait, what would it be? Um, versatility. Okay, I, I totally understand that. That's that's a good answer. And speaking of, you know, your time at North Carolina, your defensive line coach Tim Cross praised you for your leadership, both by example and verbally, as a senior last year. How important do you think that senior leadership was, and how does that translate to the next level as a professional? Yeah, I mean, you know, in in, in school, I mean, you got a lot of guys coming in. You know, they they're they're, they're really young. Um, you know, college ball is so much faster than high school, so. Having somebody, you know, to, to to come by and pick up the young guys, you know, when, when things aren't going right, or you know, you can kind of see it in the eyes, you know, they're frustrated and all that. Uh, you know, just to have someone to come and support you, you know, when when in, in times of need and, and when you don't really want it, um, you know, to to be like get on someone or whatever. Um, I mean, it's 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 a good feeling. Um, I know when I came in, I needed someone to kind of guide me, and I got that in Nas Jones. So. You know, it's just something I kind of wanted to, uh, you know, I just felt like, you know, it's what I had to do, you know. And so. I'll give one more question for you, Jason, here before you get back to your party and enjoy enjoy your draft day. When we uh, when you have an off day in South Florida, when you're not on the football field, what do you do for fun? Definitely fish. Definitely fish. <laughs> A lot of your teammates have the same thing already, so you might have some buddies uh, that want to go out fishing with you. Oh yeah, and I'm down here in Florida. You know, this is best fishing stuff. Yeah, de- definitely. Deep sea is the best time, best way to do it. Yes, sir. All right, Jason. Well, hey, welcome to Miami, man. We're thrilled to have you, and congratulations once again. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Appreciate you. And so there he goes, very excitable young man, versatility, length. He really has it all on that defensive line. And the Dolphins have traded back up once again to get into the fifth round. And why wouldn't you? This has been Chris Greer's sweet spot for a long, long time, going back to Bobby McCain, Jay Ajayi, even Rashad Jones way back in 2010, Tony Lippett a few years back. The fifth round has provided gold for the Miami Dolphins, and now the Dolphins get three players out of the fifth round in Strobridge, in Curtis Weaver, and of course the trade for San Francisco running back Matt Breida, who comes in and joins the Dolphins' backfield. Plenty of good players added on Saturday, Friday, Thursday, throughout this draft class, players that fit the system that fit the scheme that fit the idea of what this team wants to be both offensively defensively on the field and off the football field and with that the Dolphins trade back up to pick 164 to take Curtis Weaver out of Boise State and with that let's get to the interview with new Dolphins defensive lineman Curtis Weaver and joining us now on the Drive Time Podcast, the Dolphins' fifth-round draft choice, number 164 overall. They traded up to get him out of Boise State. He is defensive end, pass rusher extraordinaire. Curtis Weaver. Curtis, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm just blessed right now. Well, welcome into Miami. I got to ask you, you get that phone call from the GM, the head coach, Chris Greer and Brian Flores. What was that call like for you? Um, it was it was just a blessing, like I said, um, just waiting for my name to be called or for my phone to be called thinking your phone's broken through the whole process. But um, I was just waiting for that call at the end of the day. Well, Curtis, I'm a West coast guy. So I love watching you out in that blue turf out here in the mountain West. And when I watch you, I can't help but recognize that childlike love for the game. Like where does that come from in you? Um, It just comes from the competition aspect of wanting to win through all my years of playing football since I've been five always wanted to win the little things in life. Um, Every day is a competition I take it in. So like making a play or doing some great stuff on the field um, gets me hyped up. 
I found an article on The Athletic. It was written by David Southern. It was last summer. And here's a quote from a couple of your teammates, DeAndre Pierce and Chris Hatata. Just a big kid, a goofball. How do you respond yeah. to those to those uh, claims? <laughs> I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to mold the team together, get our team chemistry up, doing um, my part in that, um, I feel like. Um, and But I learned how to do it on and off the field was the biggest thing coming from my freshman year of college to my end of career at college. So that was, that was, that's what that means. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We love to see that. And from that same article on The Athletic, he writes, or he starts the article with a story about your mom saying the best way to describe you when you approached her with the serious demeanor, like you had to have a serious talk with her, but then you dropped a joke on her. Can you tell us that story? Um, it was, uh, I, I was, we were watching some movie. I got it from some movie, I think. And then it was like nighttime. And then um, got on my phone and, and like pretend I was on the phone. It was a time for a joke, I felt like. <laughs> and then I just dropped it. She asked, um, what's wrong? And I said, and I was like, kept nodding my head. And she was like, what's wrong? And I just said, I'm Batman. And then <laughs> called it a day. And then <laughs> she slapped me. <laughs> you probably get a few of those slaps over the course of your life, right? Uh, all good love taps <laughs> yeah there you go are you familiar at all with christian wilkins because he kind of has a similar personality and now you're joining his defensive line room oh uh, yeah uh, his personality is probably crazy um seeing him over marketing uh, media at clemson too um he went viral a little bit but um uh, looking um uh, looking forward to meeting him well, I want to ask you, Curtis, we're talking about a bunch of jokes here and stuff, but I do want to talk to you about your on-field prowess, you know, the all-time Mountain West sack leader at Boise State. Uh, what, are, what are the Dolphins getting here in Curtis Weaver, the football player? Um, a guy who just go keep his head down and get to work quickly, um, learn the playbook, get to know the team, and just do my part. I want to go back to that athletic article one more time because there's a great quote in there about after you lost that game against Fresno in 2018, you had this quote, you'll get goofy, Curtis, but once we're between the lines, strap on the helmet, it's going to be a long day. Talk to us about your ability to flip that switch once you get on the field. Um, for that, I would say um, when we're not on the field yet, warm-ups um, in the locker room, trying to be as mellow as I can. You don't want to be tight, stressful before the game. Um, I live by com um, comfortable and confident when you step on the field. So just loosening it out, playing some candy crush before the game, um, having fun. And then when you step on the field, it's time to go. Everything you did for it through the week. We talk about your production at Boise State. Last year, you played 820 snaps. According to Pro Football Focus, 739 of those were outside the tackle in the five tech or beyond. Do you feel comfortable condensing inside and playing multiple spots? Um, yeah, I feel comfortable at multiple spots, just waiting for where the coaches want me to play, and then I'm going to go from there. And your production, like I talked about, irrefutable. I want to read you your pressure rates the last three years, again, according to Pro Football Focus, 18.6%, 21.6%, and then last year, again, up over 20%. What trait of yours do you think it is that makes you so damn productive? Um, I, I wouldn't know. It's just a, God, um, a God's gift, I feel like, at the end of the day. That's how I feel. God gave me something, and I'm running away with it. And one more question for you, Curtis. When you're not on the football field, your day off, what are you out there doing for fun? Um, play video games, customize shoes, and collect shoes. What is your uh, go-to video game? Um, right now is Call of Duty. Um, oh, I play 2K2, a little UFC. 
I, I've talked to several of your teammates, your veteran teammates, and they say the exact same thing. Call of Duty in 2K, so you're going to have some competition in that aspect. And Preston Williams, our receiver, is really into fashion, too, so maybe you guys can link up on the shoe designs. Curtis, we appreciate your time here, man, today. Congratulations on the draft pick, and we're thrilled to have you in Miami, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. So there he goes, new edge, Curtis Weaver from Voyage, the fifth round pick, number 164 overall. We traded up to get him, and now we have three picks left, including this pick, number 184 overall, long snapper, Blake Ferguson. And joining us now on the Drive Time podcast is the Dolphins' sixth round draft pick, number 184 overall. He is long snapper out of LSU, Blake Ferguson. Blake, congrats and welcome to Miami. Thank you. Happy to be a part of the organization. Got to ask you, everyone gets that phone call on draft day with Chris Greer, Brian Flores. How did that call go? It was um, it, it was crazy. And, you know, it's it's one that I've been looking forward to for a long time. Um, and to get that call, my, my stomach sunk for a second when my phone started buzzing. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Somebody mute the TV. <laughs> um, so it, it was cool. But, um, you know, my, my, my family has been here, and, and um, they've been incredibly supportive throughout this whole process. And so... Um, it's been a, a weekend and a, a day that I'll never forget. This is something I've been asking all your new teammates, Blake. What are the Dolphins getting in Blake Ferguson? Uh, they're getting a leader. They're getting a worker and um, somebody who's excited to learn. Um, you know, I, I know that I'll be coming in low, low man on the totem pole, um, but I'm excited to work and I'm excited to um, compete. Now, I know it's kind of the family business, and we'll talk about that here in just one second, but I'm always curious to ask, how did you get into long snapping? Because it's, I think it's a, a unique skill to figure out. Like, I can spin a ball between my legs 15 yards on a dime. How did you know you were that good at it? Yeah, I, um, so my brother started doing it before I did, um, and, you know, he kind of, uh, he had a little bit of success, and, uh, you know, I knew that I wasn't really going to be an All-American tight end or an All-American linebacker, and so... Um, I, I knew that I wanted to play at the next level. I just had to find uh, my niche, and it was in long snapping. And so, um, you know, I started to learn from him, and I started to learn. Um, I, I went to some camps, um, some, some Rubio long snapping camps where uh, you, you get the greatest instruction. And so, um, you know, I, I began to compete, and I was one of the top guys in the country coming out of high school. So I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to have had the career that I've had and, and excited for more. And you mentioned the family business there. You wind up in the AFC East with your brother. How excited are you for a little bit of brother rivalry here in the division? <laughs> it was it was awesome, uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome for years to come. And uh, looking forward to seeing him twice a year. Uh, looking forward to hosting him in Miami uh, and and putting the dub uh, up on the board. But you know, to get that call and to end up in the same same division as him is gonna be really cool. I have a friend, Blake, up in Buffalo who does media up there, and he just told me to ask you about the nickname Hype City. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nickname that, uh, that I was uh, given by uh, a bunch of Reeds folks up in Buffalo because um, I'm naturally a, a, an excited um, hype football player. And so, um, you know, there were, there were pictures of me on the sidelines at LSU where I would be yelling and, and screaming and having a good time and just excited. Um, and, and so uh, I guess I adopted that nickname and, and that's one that, um, that I'll probably take with me for a long time. I'm looking forward <laughs> to, to seeing Hype City down in South Florida, but you do mention being a part of that LSU team last year. What was it like being on such a dominant college team? Not a whole lot of punt or a long snapping on punts, but plenty of PATs, no. right? 
lots of lots of PATs, not a lot of punts, and that's the way that that, that we like it. And, yep. um, you know, going forward, hopefully it's the same way in Miami. Now, Blake, you just did the media with the South Florida beat guys, and you gave us a good Coach O impression. You got to give it to us on here. <laughs> we we got to hear it. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I gave those guys a one team, one heartbeat. <laughs> um, but you know, he's got so many different, he's got so many different things. Um, before, <laughs> before we go out onto the field, uh, before every game, we would, he would have us in the locker room and, and we call it the ready room. Uh, it's, it's where we kind of go out into the tunnel. And, um, and so right before we go out, he would always, he would always get, um, he has some speakers in there and he would have a heartbeat pumping and, and, and everybody would kind of be on the same page pumping before we go out onto the field. And he would say the best sound in football, the tiger's going to war. And then he would, he would count one, two, three, and we'd all strap up our helmets. And it was really, it was really a cool moment just to all be on the same page as a team. Uh, but that's, that's kind of the, the best uh, impression I guess I could give you. Um, I'm having a hard time keeping it together over here, man. I, I, I always try my go, go Tigers, but I, you know, I think, I think you got it beat. So I won't, I won't get any further onto that, but I want one more question I've for had, you here. I've what, had a little more practice. Yeah. Right yeah. There. You've been around, the, you've, you've heard, you've heard the cliches, the same, I'm sure you've heard the one team, one heartbeat several hundred times, but yes. when, when you're not on the football field, Blake, when you're out doing stuff on your off day, what do you do for fun? Um, so, I mean, I like to travel, but I guess on an off day, um, you know, I'm, I'm hanging out with friends. I'm, I'm staying home. I like to cook. Uh, so I like to try new things to, to cook. And, um, you know, here in quarantine, we've, we've had a lot of days where we were just messing around and, and we, we try some new re- recipes and, and, you know, grill up something good or, or something like that. So I guess, I guess grilling and, and cooking and just having a good time with some friends. What's your go-to recipe? Um, so mom's, mom's sausage casserole is pretty good. Um, you know, I'm learning how to make that and make it as good as she can. Um, I like salmon, so maybe like a baked or a seared salmon. And then, um, we tried a, we tried a new, um, like ribs recipe on the grill. Uh, that was pretty good. We, we did, we did two full racks of ribs and smashed it. Uh, so it was it, that was pretty good too. Well, we'll shoot, have to man. try that one again. Yeah, I'm I'm coming to your house to dinner one of these nights, man. Yeah, it sounds. I'll have to, I'll have to bring that to the 305. Yeah, man, we, <laughs> we we'd appreciate. It. We got plenty of good cuisine down here, but it sounds like you can bring some of that Cajun flair out here with us too. Blake, we appreciate your Absolutely. time, man. Welcome to Miami. We're thrilled to have you. Thank you. Happy to be a part. And the Dolphins traded out of their final pick in the seventh round, number 251, to the Seattle Seahawks in exchange for a 2021 sixth-round draft pick. And now our final draft pick of 2020, Navy's quarterback, receiver, running back. He does everything, operates that option offense at the Naval Academy. He comes to Miami listed as a wide receiver. He is Malcolm Perry. And joining us now on the Drive Time Podcast is the Dolphins' seventh-round draft pick, quarterback, running back, receiver, kind of does everything out of the Naval Academy. Malcolm, congratulations, and welcome to the Dolphins. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. I love love to be on the, on the channel with you, and I uh, appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, of course. We got Malcolm Perry here. I wanted to ask you, Malcolm, how did that phone call go when you received it from Coach Flores and Chris Greer? Everyone has that moment. How was it for you? It was amazing. Uh, I was getting to the point where I thought, you know, I was going to go undrafted and uh, hadn't heard much from uh, a lot of teams. So uh, hearing his voice, uh, hearing the things he had to say was a dream come true and I was extremely blessed. 
Who might you model your game after at the next level, Malcolm? We know you can do multiple things. Is there anybody in the past that you've watched that you think maybe might be a good comparison for you? Um, I haven't I haven't done a lot of comparing myself, but a lot of people like to compare me to Julian Edelman. Um, and obviously, I respect him a lot. I um, grew up watching him. And uh, I can kind of see that comparison uh, and hope to, hopefully to make, the, make that transition uh, smooth, smoothly as he did. Yeah, you come here to Miami into a program that Coach Flores preaches three things, really, above all, tough, smart leadership. Where do you think you fit in in those categories? Uh, I think the, the Naval Academy did, did a good job in uh, preparing me for um, excelling in those categories. Uh, and uh, hopefully I can go in and um, work hard and uh, you know, prove myself as uh, somebody who's worthy of being on the team and uh, helping out my teammates in any way possible. In terms of on the football field, what are the Dolphins getting in Malcolm Perry? Uh, just a player that's willing to line up anywhere, um, more than willing to line up anywhere, a uh, player that's explosive with the ball in his hands and uh, loves playing football. You mentioned the Julian Edelman comparison. I'm curious to ask you, playing the quarterback position in an option offense where you have to take hits and you have to be so agile and quick and decisive, I have to think that those traits would translate into running routes and playing receiver and playing multiple positions on the offense. Would it not? Uh, I hope it does. Uh, that's what I've been practicing this whole, this whole time leading up into the draft. And uh, I, I can feel myself getting considerably better. Um, but a lot of work to do still, but uh, I, I hope it does. What does that workout, what have those workouts been like for you up into the draft process? Um, they've, they've been pretty good. Uh, a lot of work uh, up until uh, – COVID-19 and the whole coronavirus thing. Uh, I've been stuck at home for a couple of weeks, but uh, I've, I've been fortunate enough to um, have a facility to work at, um, have a couple guys who uh, were also training and, and be able to work with them. So I uh, feel like I've, I've gotten uh, a lot better and there's been a lot of improvement uh, over the last couple of weeks. That's good to hear. We talk about your versatility. One of those things that will that can be asked of players, you know, late round draft picks like yourself is to play some special teams. How comfortable are you doing that? Extremely comfortable. Um, I knew coming into the draft that uh, that'd be a big role for me, and it's been something that I've been practicing. Um, and I'm lucky enough to have some experience uh, in college with, with special teams. Well, you mentioned your experience at college. This is for my own selfish reasons, Malcolm, because I am a huge fan of the Army-Navy game. I, I never missed that game. And I want to know from someone that experienced it, someone that was the focal point of it this year, what is that game like from a player's perspective? Uh, it's a lot of nerves uh, going yeah. into that game. Uh, it's definitely the biggest game I've been a part of to date um, as far as a football player. And, uh, you know, just the pageantry, uh, all the extra stuff that's going on, it's hard to focus. Uh, but um, it's definitely definitely the biggest game I've been a part of in my life, and it's definitely something that uh, I'd, I'd uh, suggest people to watch. Newest Dolphins draft pick here, Malcolm Perry out of the Naval Academy. And Malcolm, the DOD memorandum allows service academy players to go pro after graduation, something new that is rel or relatively new, I should say. If it wasn't for football and being a 2020 NFL draft pick, what would be next for you? Uh, I'd be an officer in the Marine Corps. So I served as selected Marine Corps ground. And uh, upon graduation, I'd be uh, going down to TBS for six months uh, where I'd go to school and do training and, and find my uh, specific MOS um, and get my specific job in the Marine Corps, and uh, I'd be an officer in the Marine Corps. Well, thank you for your service, Malcolm. And I'm curious to ask you, are you the first one in your family to join the Naval Academy, or is there a history of this in the Perry family? Uh, I'm the first one uh, in my family to go to an academy, but uh, both of my parents were in the Army. They both retired after 20-plus years of service, uh, and I have a grand grandparent who, who also was in the Army. So there's a history of military, but 
not a, of the academy. All right, last question for you here, Malcolm. A little bit more fun since we've been so serious and into business here. When you're not on the football field, not doing your homework and, and being as busy as I'm sure you are at the Naval Academy, what do you do for fun, man? Uh, I love fishing. I'm a big outdoorsman, uh, hunting and fishing and stuff like that. I grew up in Tennessee, so uh, I love being on the water. So you're my last interview of the day for this, and we've done, I think, 11 now. I want to say seven or eight of your teammates said the exact same thing, so you guys can get down to South Florida, get out in some deep-sea fishing. You ever been out in the ocean fishing? I haven't, no, so it'll be a first. There you go. Fun experience for you there. Malcolm Perry, we're very excited to have you here, and welcome to Miami, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. And there he goes, Dolphins' seventh-round draft pick, Malcolm Perry, the last draft pick out of 11 players. The Dolphins do pump in another draft pick next year with the trade back going from the seventh round this year into the sixth round next year. So we'll have 10 draft picks as it stands right now, heading in to 2021. 11 new players, your Miami Dolphins draft. If you want to hear more detail on these players, go check out the Detail Podcast. I'll break these guys down, their background, their film study, all that fun stuff. We'll talk more about their games next week on the podcast as well get some expert interviews lined up on the drive time podcast we're going to have you guys covered on all these dolphins rookies wall to wall and you can check out the written articles on each of these players up on miamidolphins.com available right now for you guys to go ahead and digest and we'll have a draft recap article as well as a draft recap on the detail edition the accompanying podcast for this day three edition of the drive time podcast i wrote up a nice little diatribe about the dolphin singular vision and i'm very excited about how that turned out so go check that piece out i think it'll be up on the website either sunday or monday it's on the podcast right now so plenty of content for you guys to digest a 11 articles. We had 14 interviews and uh, media availabilities. I did all 11 interviews here with the players on the Miami Dolphins draft class. All the articles up on MiamiDolphins.com. A busy, busy, chaotic, exciting, exhausting, every adjective you want to throw in there this weekend. Checked all those boxes. I appreciate you guys for doing it with me, hanging out with me, listening to the podcast, reading the content, following along on Twitter. We appreciate you guys. And until next time, I kindly invite each and every one of you guys to subscribe to the podcast podcast on Apple podcast. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Give me a follow on Twitter at Wingfield NFL. Follow the Dolphins at Miami Dolphins. Check out the Fish Tank and the Audible podcast. And of course, MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up.